Okay, uh, thank you so much for that, Emily. Um, good evening, one more time, everybody. And we're just going to jump right into today's prayer session. Um, for the past few weeks, we have been looking at seven signs <clears throat> of a healthy spirit. And it's been an amazing time, by the way. Um, it's been insightful, even for me. Um, it's been really insightful. So I do encourage everyone to get a hold of the recording. We have that on our podcast um and the um link to the podcast you know to our podcast will be shared during the course of this session but i just want to encourage everyone to do um do so listen to it and um it will really bless you but today we want to pray and the direction we're going to pray tonight is you know what i call what i call um prayers that strengthen your spirit okay um so essentially and there's nothing wrong in praying for your needs at all. It is biblical and there's, there's a place for that. But there's also the prayer that strengthens your spirit. And that is a more effective way to pray or a more effective direction to channel most of your prayer time and efforts to. The reason is because if your spirit is developed, there's most of your prayer points would already be answered by a developed spirit. All right. You know, the Bible says that um, a hair, as long as he's a child, doesn't differ from the servant, but then he's put, you know, under tutors uh, so that the, the child matures, so that that, that hair, who is just a child, matures into, uh, into an adult and can handle the father's business. Meaning that if at that point the child is praying for a brand new car, his prayer would not be answered if he's requesting for the father to give him a brand new car. That request will not be granted, not because the father doesn't have the capacity to do so, but because the child is still a child and needs to mature to an adult to be able to handle his request. So if the child focuses on maturing, he'll find out that the request was not even necessary because as part of the growth of maturity uh, or part of the, the things that come with maturity is that car that he's requesting. So what I'm saying is that a lot of the things we are praying for can easily be answered if our spirits are developed, all right? So, for instance, someone is praying for money and says, oh, God, send me money. But then what the person, if the person prays for, for prays a spirit develop, developmental prayer, like I call it, what will happen is that the person will discern what God wants them to do and money will be a, an aftermath of, of that discernment. So they will descend that God wants them to go into this business or go or work in this career or do a particular thing or even change location. And that discernment that they acquired in the process of prayer would be an automatic answer to their, to their need, um, to their request for money. So it's more important to pray prayers that develop your spirit. That's what I'm trying to say essentially. Okay. And prayers that develop your spirit may not typically sound exciting, you know, if you compare it to other prayers, um, um, it might not sound exciting. You, can, you know, praying, for instance, uh, Paul's prayer from Ephesians chapter 1 that says, let the eyes of my understanding be, be enlightened, might not sound as exciting as saying, as praying, oh, let the seven gates of this of finances be opened unto me, or let the let, let manna fall. You know, it might sound very, that might sound more interesting than praying for the eyes of your understanding to be enlightened. However, a more lasting and a more effective prayer to pray is for the development of your spirit, okay? So we're going to start off with that today. I said all of that to just give context to what we are praying today or, or the, how our prayer will go today. All right, so let's read um, Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27. I want to explain this prayer before we pray it for um, some time because it will give us uh, it gives it gives us understanding to why we're praying what we want to pray. So Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27. Uh, let me read this from, from the New King James Version. Mm, Proverbs chapter 20. Just give me a minute, please. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27. This should a common... This should be a common scripture for us in case it's not yet common, but it should be. It's uh, it's an amazing scripture. So it says this, Proverbs 20, verse 27. The spirit of a man 
is the lamp of the Lord. Other translations say is the candle of the Lord or is the light of the Lord, um, whichever one. The spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of his heart. Very instructive scripture. It says, our human spirit is the candle of the Lord or is the lamp of the Lord. And that is what God uses to search the inner depths of our hearts. What this means is that if our spirit, so in the realm of spirit, our human spirit now is likened to a lamp. But as you know, with a lamp or with a torchlight, let's use torchlight because it's more conventional, all right? Um, as you know, with a torchlight, the light from the torch can be dim or can be bright. It can be very bright. It can be very dim and all of that. And if you're using a torchlight as a such instrument, then you want to have a very bright torchlight so that you are able to so that you are able to to beam into dark places and see exactly what's going on now if the torchlight is dim something may be in present in a dark room but because there's no sufficient light you will not be able to see it so the bible is saying that our human spirit is like that it can be dim or it can be very bright and it is our human spirit that God uses to search the inner inner depths of our heart or the inward parts of our heart, as some translation puts it. And what this means is that the things that are hidden in the innermost part of our hearts, it takes the illumination and enlightenment from our human spirit to reveal those things that are in our hearts. And I want us to look at this from two, two, two points, right? Number one, with, with respect to all that we've been talking about, um, seven signs of a healthy spirit, what we began with was to say that we need to have, um, you know, what we call introspection or inspection or a search in our hearts by the help of the Holy Ghost so that the Holy Ghost can reveal to us the areas that we need to make changes at, okay? You know, have you ever met believers that there are, there's, there's an obvious area that they need to improve on. It is obvious to other believers except them. And these are like they, are, they genuinely don't know that they require they need to change in that area. Say, for instance, um, a believer who just talks anyhow, doesn't filter or control what they say. They just say whatever comes to their mind. And there's no there's no control. There's no uh, what's it called? There is no decorum. There's no there's no filter. There's no guard over their lips. Now, if you as a as a let's say vibrant believer can hear that on hear that be, fellow believer speak, and you know that this person needs to work on this area of their life, they need to work on their speech. But these believers genuinely do not even know they need to work on any area of their lives. Now, the reason why such a believer would not know that he needs he or she needs to work on the area of their life is because the light of their spirit is dim. It, the, the candle light is low or the, the torch light is really dim because if it is bright, it will shed light upon the area that they need that, that they need to make adjustments at. Or another example, haven't you noticed that when you gave your life to Christ or when you began to take your walk with God seriously, as you progressed in that journey, certain things began to come up in your heart and you just knew that you needed to change certain things. Maybe before you gave your life to Christ, you were listening to any kind of song. Um, as long as the song could make you dance, you just like songs that will make you dance. You didn't care about the lyrics or who sang it. It didn't matter to you. But as you began to walk with God, your, the light of your spirit began to get brighter. And then you began to notice that I really can't listen to songs anyhow. You know, I was speaking with a friend last week. I believe this was last week or upper week. Um, I, I think it was last week, I don't recall now, but I was speaking with him and he was just sharing how that he has begun to, recently he has begun to, to get so uncomfortable with certain kinds of songs. And before he was, he was fine with it, but now he's no longer fine with it. He's just uncomfortable. You know what is happening then is that the light of his spirit is becoming brighter and he's now shining and spotlighting the certain areas that he needs to make adjustments at. So the Bible says our spirit is a lamp or is a candle of the Lord or is the torchlight of the Lord. And it's with that torchlight that God searches the inward parts of our bellies or, or the innermost part of our, of our beings. So I said there are two areas we want to look at this um, from. Number one, the area where your spirit 
as it gains light, you know, from fellowshipping with God, it begins to shine on the areas that you need to make adjustments at. It shines on the areas that you need to make corrections at, right? That's one part. And then also in that same, with that same concept, as your spirit gains illumination, it begins to shine on the areas that God has planted in deep within you that you need to um, you need to focus on. So what I mean, for instance, is you as you as you walk with God, your spirit gains more light. What now happens is that the deposits that God has placed within your within you, right from your birth or before you were born, you know, just as God said um, concerning Jeremiah. Before I formed in your mother's womb, I knew you and I ordained you to be a prophet. The ordinations that God has placed inside of you, it will take an enlightened spirit to descend them. So when your spirit gains illumination, you begin to find out that direction begins to get clearer because you are able to discern the things that God has called you to do right from the foundations of the earth. So direction becomes clearer. Um, what to do becomes obvious. You begin to gain clarity. You will know that maybe this, for, for instance, right, maybe for someone, just as an example, the job you are doing, you will begin to discern that this is not where God wants me to, to be. And it is it will not be as a result of any external um, factor going on in your workplace. In fact, they may have just even promoted you in your place of work. But because you are, you are drawing near to God in fellowship, your spirit is illuminating more and more. You are beginning to see that I'm in the wrong place. And this is the direction I'm supposed to go. Or maybe I'm in fashion, I'm supposed to go to banking or something. Whatever direction it is, you begin to see where God will have you go. That's because your spirit is now illuminated enough to discern the, the ordinations of God. Do, do we understand that now? Remember Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27. The spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord searching the inner depths of his being. There are things that God that God has placed in your innermost being that you will never come to know unless you are, unless your spirit is enlightened, unless there's illumination, right? Unless the light of your spirit is bright, unless that touch light, that the touch light of God, which is your human spirit, is illuminated enough. There are some things you about yourself you will never know. And one of the ways we we sharpen or we brighten the light of our spirit is by prayer. Okay, but before we come to that, let me just give a classic example of someone who who had a, a faint sense of what God would have him do. But because this delight in the spirit was not bright enough, he did not know exactly what God would have him do. And then he almost he messed up. In fact, that, at that particular instance, he messed things up and then God, it took 40 years for him to come back and, you know, fulfill that plan. And the example is Moses. Right. So let me just read Moses. Um, I was going to say Moses. As a book, no. Uh, let's read Acts chapter seven. Yes, the book of Acts chapter seven. Uh, we would read. We would read. Um, let me just find the exact exact verse. Okay, Acts chapter seven. <clears throat> let's start from verse uh, twenty. Let's start from verse twenty-three. Acts chapter seven, verse twenty-three. Just want to show us this example and we're going to prayer now when he was 40 years old he's talking about moses when he was 40 years old it came into his heart to visit his brethren so there was something in his innermost being that he was he just he knew that he should visit his brethren but he could not it wasn't so clear and look at what he did uh, and um he came to his heart to visit his brethren the children of israel Verse 24, Acts chapter 7, verse 24. And seeing one of them suffer wrong, he defended and avenged him who was oppressed and struck down by the Egyptian. So Moses encountered one of his brothers um, um, being oppressed. And what he did was to avenge. Meanwhile, what he was sensing, what God was putting in his heart was for him to be a deliverer, not an avenger. But because he, it was not clear in his spirit, all right, he, he just went and avenged or revenged the death. And then um, his verse 25 says that for he supposed that his brethren would have understood that God would deliver them by his hands, but they did not understand. So what God was asking Moses to do was to be a deliverer. But what Moses ended up doing was become an avenger, become a, 
And no, I don't mean it in, in that sense if you watch movies. But I mean like God wanted him to be and to be a deliverer, not to not to revenge every every attack on his brethren. You know, this is there's so much insight in this. What God might be calling you to do that you might have a faint idea about might be something really grand. See, being a deliverer is a greater responsibility and a greater calling than to be an avenger. Because how many people will Moses have to go and revenge that are treating that were treating his his fellow Israelites wrong? I mean, this was just one person treating his brethren wrong. How, what, will he now go and fight every single individual that treats his brethren wrong? That is a lower way of approaching it, right? And that's why God had a higher calling for him to deliver entirely, right? The whole Israelites from that situation that kept them in captivity. But Moses did not discern that clearly because the light in the spirit was still faint, was still, it was still blurry. It wasn't very clear. And I think a lot of, a lot of times people, believers especially, don't see the clear picture of what God will have them to do and they end up settling for something lower than what God has asked them to do, okay? And it takes an enlightened spirit to get that sense of direction. So this is what I want us to pray with, pray about today, that God will illuminate our spirits, that God will ignite our spirit. God will set, increase the illumination, the brightness of our spirit. He will, he will kindle our spirits, all right? So that we will be able to see things clearly from his own perspective. Hallelujah. Okay. Um, yeah, there's one more scripture to read, but we can we can skip that. Okay. Uh, there are things, like I said, that God has placed in our hearts that we will not know unless our spirits are illuminated. So we're going to spend some time praying for the illumination of our hearts. Okay. You might be in a situation and you that situation looks dark to you. But God is saying, I need, I want to illuminate your spirit so that you can see what I have for you in that situation. All right. You might, you might be in a, in a season where you just know there has to be a change, but you don't even know what direction that change needs to go. You need that illumination of the spirit. And the way our spirits get enlightened or the light of our spirit increases is by spending time praying, especially praying in the spirit. Okay. So we're going to spend time doing that. But before we go ahead to pray, this is the last Tuesday of this month. And coincidentally, this is also the last day of this month. And I believe that God deserves to be praised. God deserves to be worshipped and to be honored. Um, Two months have already gone in this year. And even though there's a lot that has happened in this year within such a short time, especially if you're a Nigerian, but God has kept us. God has preserved us. God, ha God has sustained us up to this point. And I want us to intentionally give God thanks for his preservation, intentionally give God thanks for keeping us, for sustaining us, for his mercy upon our lives, for his covering upon us. I want us to just say, thank you, Jesus. And I do not want you to say this um, absent-minded. No, I, I don't think January is too far in our memory to remember. So I want you to think about how God took you through the month of January, the things that happened, the deliverances, um, the, the protection, you know, I was sharing with my family, um, what I think it was yesterday or so, or day before rather, of, of an accident that we saw, you know, a road we typically, my wife and I typically um, drive drive um, to church on. And then on our way back, we just saw the accident and this car was no head uh, or nose deep in the gutter. And we don't know what happened, but that was not a good sight. But here we are driving almost every day or every week and God has preserved you going to work going about your duties God has preserved you I want you to I want you to take out a moment to say thank you Jesus in the name of Jesus Christ so let's start off by thanking God for he is good the Bible says and his mercy endures forever let's give God thanks and blessing wherever we are. Father, we thank you. We bless your name for your mercy and your kindness in this month of, of February. And indeed, even this in this year of year, the year 2023, Father, we bless you. We bless your holy name. Father, we give you glory. We bless your holy name. We thank you. We thank you. The Bible says, for he is good and his mercies endure forever. Everything we have witnessed is the goodness and the mercy of the Lord. Everything we've experienced is the kindness of the Lord. Everything we are partakers of, mercy of the Lord. For the Bible says, 
that it is because of his mercy that we are not his message has preserved us from being by what has consumed others. Oh, there, I have been asking the land, or you were not consumed. There was a divine the scripture ten thousand will fall at my right side, at my side, and ten thousand at my right side, but none will come near you. And indeed, none has come near you. Can you say, Father, thank you for your deliverance? For your protection, we say thank you. For your mercy, we say thank you. We come back on the last day of this. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we thank you. This is the year where we are intentional about our thing. This is the year where we are intentional about the things that God has done for us. About offering praise and thank you. Remember in our last Bible study, that when we thank God over a matter, and that God Offer praises to God right now. Father, we give you glory. We thank you. We have seen your goodness. Oh, la mama, mama, take a real our testimony has been our testimony has been your glory. Our testimony has been just to watch over us. All that I have started. I want you to thank God intentionally for this month of February. I don't know what happened in the month of February for you, but the fact that you are here is a proof that God has preserved you. Can you say, Father, thank you? For preserving me, thank you for providing for me. Thank you for your hand upon my life. Oh, in your place, you granted me. You granted me. You granted me. Father, thank you. In my school, in my family, you kept us. Father, we say thank you. Your voices and say thank you. Wherever you are, please ensure you are praying. We are praising God and we are thanking Him for our lives in this for how He kept us and sustained us. You have not delivered us to the expectation of wicked men. We say thank you. Oh Jesus, your hand has been powerful. You have preserved us. You have kept us. Marie Caso, Marie Caso, Marie Gabrida, Batengo di Sakaleto. We are grateful that we are alive by being and hearty. We are fine, Lord. We say, Oh, Abbasuta, I want you to even thank you for the things that you expected to happen in the month of February that did not happen. I want you to intentionally thank God and say, Father, thank you. That is an act of faith. That is a demonstration of your confidence in God. That is you telling God that you believe that there's nothing too late. I want you to thank God for the things that you desired. Of um, February, you want down and you said, I want X, Y, Z to happen. But then it did not happen as you planned. I want you to add that thing to God and say, God, I thank you. I thank you. I may not understand why, but I thank you. Or maybe there's something that happened that you want to happen. Go back and say, God, I come before you with this thing to say thank you. Father, we come to say, 
I want us, we're still thanking God. I see you strongly in my spirit for us to thank God. And this is what I, how I want us to go about the thanksgiving. I want you to think of somebody in your life, somebody that is not you. Maybe your brother, your sister, your friend, your colleague, anybody. Think of that one person. Take one person and thank God for the person's life. Especially if the person is experiencing something that you desire, all right? Or the person has something that you desire. Let me give, for, for, for example, let's say I want to get a new car. But my colleague just bought a new car. I, I want, I'll thank God for my colleague. That's what we're doing right now. I want to think of somebody that maybe the person is experiencing something. You maybe want to travel abroad and you just heard that your friend got a their visa and they've even traveled. I want you to thank God for that person. Do you understand? So thank God for somebody in your life that is experiencing something you desire to experience. Give God thanks for that person in the name of just. And if you can't find, think of someone like that, just think of someone and give thanks for that person in the name of Jesus. Let's exercise ourselves in thanksgiving. Father, we thank you. Thank you. If you are in a place where you can call that person, Thank you for thank it came so You know, just before I go to the, to the next prayer point, I, I want to encourage you to practice this because this is one of the surest ways to deal with competition, especially among your friends or envy or jealousy. 
right? The enemy wants to chip into your heart and say, ah, didn't you both of you apply for a job at the same time and he has gotten his own? Before that thought even settles, just kneel down and start thanking God for that person, all right? Or maybe so your friend got married and two of you were you had the same prayer point of marriage. Now she's married and you are not yet married. Before that thought of envy or jealousy or competition comes in your heart, just begin to thank God. It will eliminate competition in your heart. All right. So let's please let's practice that. Now let's move to our prayer point, uh, to the next prayer point. And I've shared, I shared, you know, this. I spent some time sharing and explaining this, right? And I just want to repeat again. What we are praying for is that God, in fact, let me. Let me, I'll, I'll, I'll type in a prayer point, but our prayer point is this, that God should illuminate our spirit or increase the intensity of our illumination so that we will be able to discern the plans he has for us. Remember, God said to Jeremiah that before I formed you, I knew you and I ordained you. So there are ordinations, there are things that God has already assigned for us to do on earth. But if our spirit is not illuminated, remember the Bible says, our, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching the inward parts of his belly. So if our spirit is not illuminated, we'll not be able to discover the things on the inside of us that God has already deposited. It takes an illuminated spirit to fulfill purpose. So I want us to pray and ask God to illuminate our spirit or increase the intensity of our spiritual illumination, all right, so that we can discern what God, God has already asked us to do. And, and there are things that, honestly, we will keep going in circles, round and round about, until our spirits are enlightened or illuminated enough to discern those things. And so I want us to pray for over the next uh, 20 minutes or 15 minutes at the least, praying through and we're asking God to illuminate our spirit, illuminate our spirit, illuminate our spirit, okay? Let's be sharp and, and alert to the things that God will have us do in the name of Jesus Christ. Let us pray. I'll type the prayer point in the, cha in the um, chat, right? So we can... Um, <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
Jesus enlighten my spirit, cause my spirit and the illumination of my spirit to grow brighter, to grow brighter. Let's 
Pray through again for another um, 10 minutes. Okay. Job chapter 29. Job chapter 29. Um, Job was speaking, verse 3 says, When his candle shined upon my head, and when by his light I walked through darkness. So you remember the, the um, um Proverbs, sorry, yeah, Proverbs 20 27. Our anchor scripture says, The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Now, the Bible says that Job here yeah, says, by his candle, um, Job was remembering a time when, when his candle shined upon his head. What this means metaphorically is that there was a time where the spirit was so illuminated and it governed the decisions of his life. All right, so the candle shined upon his head. It, the, the, this, this, the illumination of the spirit was above his logical thinking. And then he says, by his light, I walked through darkness. So when you are spirits illuminated, we can walk through darkness because we are we have sufficient life, sufficient light to walk through that darkness. Meanwhile, there are people that trouble in darkness, there are people that stumble in darkness, but the person that can walk through darkness is the person whose spirit is illuminated. So I want us to pray. And what this means for us is that you might be going through a situation of darkness, meaning a situation where you don't know what to do. It's where your understanding is unfruitful as to the next steps to take. A situation where it looks like there is absolutely no way out. But what you need is an enlightened spirit, a spirit that is illuminated and you will be able to see what God will have you do. In fact, look at Dave, Look at a man like Daniel where the king dreamt a dream and the king forgot the dream and it, it, it took Daniel's illuminated spirit to Figure to know the dream that this king dreamt and interpret that dream. That is, the, that is an illuminated spirit. The same thing with Joseph. The king dreamt and did not understand it. And Joseph came and gave the accurate interpretation of it. That is a form of darkness where somebody has a dream and doesn't know the meaning. Or where somebody is in a situation and they don't understand what to do. But when our spirits are enlightened, we can walk through darkness because of that enlightened spirit. Hallelujah. So I want us to pray for that enlightened spirit. Six, right? I'm just reading this quickly. It says, Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts, and in the in the hidden parts, you will make me know wisdom. In the hidden parts, you will make me know wisdom. The spirit of the law of man is the candle of the Lord, searching the inward parts or the hidden parts of man. The wisdom of God resides in the inner parts of man. The wisdom for that situation resides in the inner parts, and it takes an illuminated spirit to shine through and see the light for that situation. So I want us to pray this again. Lord, illuminate my spirit. I can't be going through life and just everywhere is dark. Oh, I, my spirit. I know 
There are factors going on in the country, in the in the in the world, in the continent, but illuminate my spirit. There is a way out for that situation. I want you to pray and say, Lord, Adela, Adela, Kaya Toko Baresa, Kaya Toko Baresa, Kaya Toko Baresa, Ruta Kabonsa Liba Katorika Bagashade, Rada Bagashade, Kutubala, Rada Bagabakasukatanima, Oh Lord, illuminate my spirit. 
Oh Lord, in the name of
but they take enlightenment to access them. Okay, and we would keep missing those things if our spirits are not enlightened. So please, my encouragement to us um, tonight is take this prayer with you. If I let it be a constant prayer, Lord, enlighten my spirit. Lord, enlighten my spirit. Let me walk through darkness with your light. Because once your spirit is enlightened, there's, see, in the same land that there was famine, that was the same land that um, Isaac sowed and reaped a, a hundredfold. Go to Joseph, to Jacob. How did Jacob even understand that you could you could create um 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 you could cut wood and create dots on the wood and when the animals are mating and looking at that they will reproduce what they are looking at. Like how do how does somebody think of that? It is an enlightened spirit that can think of such ideas or, or innovations. And I want this to be our prayers. Even for this year, this is not the year where we walk in darkness. This is not the year where we spend six months not knowing what to do. We're just guessing mm -mm, this is the year of precision by the illumination of God. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. All right, let's let's say a word of prayer as we close. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you because indeed you are enlightening our darkness. You are enlightening every darkness. You are enlightening our spirits such that we can walk through darkness, through dark situations with the light that we get from you. That when we come into circumstances, we come with lights. Didn't your word say that we are the light of the world? We come with us in the full intensity of that light in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we bless your name. And I pray for anyone that may be going through any season characterized as darkness. I pray that you will lighten their spirit in the name of Jesus. Lighten their spirit that they will walk through that season with light, not stumbling or falling into traps, but they will walk with the illumination of God in their hearts in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. We give you praise and we give you glory. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Victor. Thank you for leading us in prayers tonight. I want to believe that everybody's spirit is indeed very charged. If today is your first time, uh, our family on Mixer, if today is your first time, please just put it in the chat. You're welcome. Victor, please, if you can just help me out. Um, be on the lookout if anyone says it's their first time. Yes. You are very welcome to Bottleless Christian Community. And we hope that you enjoyed your time of prayer and you were impacted by it. Let's remember, guys, that we, the fire doesn't stop here. Like, let's keep the fire burning. Um, and you're welcome. We meet every Tuesday by 7 p.m., till eight o'clock i mean we try to keep it um under what um rather within one hour but you know sometimes the holy spirit moves and we overshoot for just a few more minutes but you're very welcome if today is your first time so the link will be pasted in the chat for those of us on mixel are um, if today is your first time and next week we will continue our series on seven signs of a healthy spirit you do not want to miss it we've been going over this series for like like since this february started i believe and it has been indeed impactful so you do not want to miss it next week do not come alone invite someone put it on your whatsapp status and invite someone for bible study and we hope that you would have an amazing time in god's presence next week all right do have a lovely day, everyone, and God bless you for coming. God bless you, everyone on Zoom and those on Mixer. God bless you. Victor, please confirm that the link has been posted on Mixer before we go. Yes, it has been posted. I just want to also make one quick announcement, right? Um, we want to have a central database for everyone, um, everyone of us in community. So please, I do encourage you, even if this is not your first time, but you have not never filled this um, form, kindly fill the form as well. We would love to have your details. It helps us with communication and it helps us, you know, getting across to everyone. So I'm going to drop, I posted the link on Mixer, but I'm also going to drop it on Zoom uh, for everyone who hasn't filled it. If this may, may or may not be your first time, 
but as long as you've not filled the form, kindly do so. We just essentially want to get to meet you better. It takes about 30 seconds to fill the form. It's a very short form. Uh, essentially, just your name, email, and I think phone number, that's it. So it's a very short form. Please do so before you drop off the call so you don't forget. Um, it will be very helpful. And uh, thank you very much. One last thing, we, are, we need volunteers. Uh, we will put out a link during the course of this week and also next week Bible study, right? But we need volunteers for certain departments and we'll communicate that um, clearly to us, right? During the course of this week and we'll, we'll keep making the announcement over and over. All right, thank you so much, everyone. God bless you. Do have a wonderful remaining part of your evening and we shall meet next week, Tuesday, as has, as has been announced. Uh, see you and God bless you.